Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I, of course, am Seamart, and today we have awesome, awesome, awesome returning guests joining us. Two of our favorite people to talk to, Nick Marino and Daniel Rudamasa, uh, you may know from uh, several appearances uh, on this podcast. Uh, they have uh, uh, a couple of comics you might have heard of, Holy Fuck, Holy Fuck. But today they're here talking about their newest comic, Cougar and Cub, uh, issue number five, which is the final issue of the series. It stands today. So if you are hearing this, you can go right immediately over to Comicsology. Grab issue number five. Grab issues number one through four as well. Uh, just, I mean, for your own self, so you're not completely lost uh, you know, when you're reading issue five. Uh, but, uh, you know, for everybody else as well, support comics, support our guests, support us. And how can you support us, you might ask? Well, I have an excellent answer to that very, very good question. Uh, you can come check us out July 8th at the Electric City Comic Con, Schenectady, New York. Uh, we're going to be there. We'll have... Uh, you know, uh, various goods to sell, some prints, uh, maybe some comics, maybe uh, some old toys I've got laying around, I don't know. But we'll be there. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing something to give away uh, some awesome prizes and stuff. So come on out. The Electric City Comic Con in Schenectady, New York. It's July 8th. Schenectady County Public Library. Enough of me babbling through this intro. Let's get right to the interview. It's Nick Marino, Daniel Arudamasa, John Cougar Mellencast. Today's episode. Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Daniel has a new residency at the Bellagio in Vegas. Oh, I, I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> You're, um, he's, uh, he's replacing the Britney Spears show. It's just the all Daniel show. Yeah, <laughs> you got that man. weird like zoo themed striptease show you're doing. Oh yeah, that would be great. I'm gonna do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, striptopia. Yeah, it's called. Hey, so I think this is a great way to start the podcast right now, which is that I just found out that Amazon's offering a deal on Haribo Gold Bears, uh, and you could get a five-pound bag, but they're all sold out right now. But they're like literally like nine bucks for like ten pounds of gold bears. So do you do you follow that? My wife follows the Twitter feed for Fat Kid Deals. Have you ever seen this? No, but that sounds like a thing I need to be doing right now. I'm about to no, it's, it basically just tells you whenever Amazon is having some extreme sale on something or when they've mismarked a price or something like that. That's and awesome. that sounds like one of those things that they update there. In fact, they probably already tweeted it a bit. Unless it was like is an official Amazon feed. At Fat Kid Deals, is that it? Kid. I assume so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a real thing. Yes. So I found the Fat Kid Deals thing. And the first thing they have on their feed pinned is start bidding on a Harambe hot Cheeto, which is just a Cheeto that they're selling one Cheeto for eleven ninety nine. That kind of looks like Harambe. <laughs> Could you put me down for thirteen, please? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's the most American thing anyone can buy right now. <laughs> time in all of humanity. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm dying over here. Yeah, yeah. On that Harambe note. Oh, man. R.I.P. What the fuck? Get those We're going to spoil out. our next comic, which is going to be a gorilla fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> Get those dicks out for Harambe, guys, because this is the transmissions from the evil layer. <laughs> yeah, get those flaming Cheetos out for... Uh... Those flaming Cheeto dicks I'm sure, out. I'm sure flaming Cheeto is a filthy, like, urban dictionary meeting somewhere. I'll Google that, too. Hold on. Flaming Cheeto. Well, it's got to be like somebody who fake bakes, right? What's that? They have to like fake tan a lot, you know? <laughs> okay, it is a thing on Urban Dictionary. Are you ready? A sexual prank yes. 
in which the guy covers the outside of his condom with hot sauce before penetrating a female. Ugh. That's Ugh. fucked. Why is it that? That's not, a, that's not a thick good. No, it's not good. Yeah, these are all ways to never have sex again. Yeah, literally. And the the sentence Why is it I was specifically a woman? Her last night, so I gave her a flaming Cheeto. What the fuck, Urban Dictionary? What the fuck? <laughs> well, now that we've covered the educational portion of this podcast, we can actually get started. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is transmissions from the evil lair. I am Seamart. I'm Undies of Wendy. And returning to the evil lair today, uh, we have two very special guests. Uh, joining us, I think, for the third or fourth time. Uh, I may have lost... Third, I believe. Yeah, third, actually probably making it on the air. Maybe fourth overall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nick Marino. Yeah, yeah, because we had, we had the lost episode. Yes, yeah. It's uh, forever locked in our vault until they make uh, some really, really impressive you know, sound editing technology. <laughs> 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 uh, Nick Marino and Daniel Arudamasa are back here in the evil lair to talk with us again. Yay! For applause! Ovation! Yay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I gotta say, I'm feeling so evil today. It just feels right. I just, this is where I want to be. I love you. <laughs> I'm taking a penny and not leaving a penny. Like, that kind of evil level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Putting stickers where you say supposed to go. Hey, What's would that? You say you feel more ge- would you say you feel more geek or evil today? Like, um, what's the balance there? Like, well, I feel like we're always pretty geek, but I feel like on Sundays it's time to be evil, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 100% evil today. I'm not even geeking at all. I'm just evil and... <laughs> straight evil. Just straight up Which evil. Which is evil. They're working on my evil today. Evil yeah, and gotta do it. Do it. <laughs> well, I feel like yesterday we were really nice because it was free comic book day yesterday, so look at yeah. that podcast, y'all. But, um... Is that a thing in Europe, Daniel? Like, free, is they, do you guys have free comic book day? Um, they have it in England. They have it a little bit here, yeah. but not, like, widespread, because we do get, like, uh, diamond shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's not very widespread. My, my local comic book store only allows you to, like, get one book. Yeah. Oh, wow. but, but to me, that seems very fair, because they have to pay for that shit. Oh, technically, uh-huh. I mean, it is free comic book day, not free comic books day. Yeah. Yeah, our store gets <laughs> six titles, which is very nice of them. And they were doing a special deal where if you bought a bracelet, um, the money went to um, a, a family in our area that's been going through some stuff. And uh, nice. we're able to get some extra comics, too. So it's like oh, yeah. something nice like while I- also being selfish. So it's good. Very uneven. Yeah, I, I, I assume if you drop a lot of money, they'll let you have more than one, but... I'm like, yeah. it's more about the idea than the books itself. So, Daniel, you got Secret Empire, I'm sure, because you're all about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, those uh, <laughs> arrows that are super... Did you, even, did you even get any free comics? Because I, I think we're the only two people that went to Free Comic Book Day, worked it from, like, 8.30 in the morning, and then didn't get any free comics. Yeah, I didn't get oh, no, I didn't I didn't take any either. Yeah, I'm okay. I got the, Sorry, I got the I, hate, I got the I Hate Image thing. Hmm. Oh, because yeah, I love so, uh, I, uh, I'm so You are definitely a slut for Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm a slut for so many things. It's not even like specifically that. <laughs> That's good to know. We can quote you on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm a slut for so many things. Aruna Masa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just saying, I'm of the opinion that like, you know, we're there, like, in an in like, entertainment capacity. Like, we're there, like, adding to yeah. the day. Like, it's not our place to take comics. Like, we're not we're not there no. for the comics. Like, we're there, you know, we're there to have, make sure everybody has fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a customer appreciation day. Yeah. And if you're not there as a customer, then... Yeah, we don't want to be... You're being appreciated in a different way. <laughs> yeah, we, um... Besides, I already got a Wonder Woman rebirth, like, earlier in the week because our comic shop owner is the awesomest guy. And he hooked me up with one. So technically, I guess I did get a free comic, so. Wow. We- Shout out to Aloysius O'Toole at uh, Daddy Dingle's Comics. Is that a real That's your shop, right? That's your shop, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> sure, the next time that um, JC comes on the podcast, that's the name he's going to use. Because- Daddy Dingle? <laughs> yes. He'll love it. Oh, but anyway, guys, uh, since you've, uh, you've last been here... You've got a new comic that's uh, come out. Uh, tell us a little bit about... Uh, let me stumble all over myself. Tell us a little bit about Cougar and Cub. 
Well, yeah, Nick, you, you do words. <laughs> it's about this guy, Frank McManus. He's a tough guy. He likes to take flaming Cheetos. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, boldly. Occasionally he gives them. Yeah. Some Chicago steamrollers. And it's all about the adventure of what happens when his fist turns into a living cougar. Does he keep going with the flaming Cheeto? Does he start trying the cougar fist? This new movie's made up that some people are very tentative to try in the underground orgy world. I don't know. It's tough to say. But you're on an adventure with him, and you're going to see what's happening in Cougar and Cub. <laughs> cougar fist, yep. of course, learned in the you know mythical city of uh, uh, Cougarlon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the city that turns your hair curly. <laughs> Did you notice that in that Iron Fist show? When he's a little kid, he's got like straight brown hair, but when he comes back from Kunlun, he's got curly blonde hair. How'd that happen? The, oh, that, the, that happens. The fantastic, uh, you know, perm uh, salons in uh, Kunlun, obviously. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing there. Yeah, perms are still hot. Yeah. <laughs> the whole city just smells like a disgusting perm. <laughs> Ew. They do smell really bad. It smells like rotten eggs, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. They do them. <laughs> but that's uh, obviously, in my opinion, like one of the minor problems of the many problems of that show. Yeah, Ray right, told me about it. Yeah. I've not seen any anything of it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's, um, I've heard bad uh, things though. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, Very bad. after Luke Cage, like you know, I was all revved up for like, the next Marvel show, and it's like one of those things you're all excited to turn it on, and like five minutes into it, you're like. I, I don't know what's going on here. There could be some problems with this. That was honestly what I was afraid of with Guardians of the Galaxy, that I was like so looking forward to it, that it was going to be bad. Yeah. But it was amazing, so. Oh, that's cool. That was good. Yeah, that's nice. I'll watch it on an airplane at some point. Look, I just want to know one spoiler. Did they guard the galaxy they again? The, the galaxy is still safe, yes. Woo! I am. My nips are hard over here. You got no idea. It's very exciting. Uh, there's actually some nipple humor in uh, Guardians of the there Galaxy. There is nipple humor. You're right. So that's what you can look forward to. Nipple humor and poop jokes. And safe galaxies. Yeah, and safe poop. galaxies. Safe galaxies. Do the nipples and the poop poops save the galaxy? Yeah, that's the spoiler. I knew it! Cool. <laughs> so no need to drop that 1250 at the movie theater, folks. You heard it all right here. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll sweet it. How much are movies where you're from, Daniel? Was it like a magical land where they're uh, not twelve dollars or Oh my god, Daniel, can I tell them? Yeah. I don't know okay, what you're so gonna tell. So, but. There's this thing they do in Europe that I've learned about from Daniel from my lovely wife, backup story writer for Cougar and Cub and uh and new nerdist columnist, Rosie Knight. Oh, congratulations. And uh <laughs> it's you can do movie theater subscriptions in Europe. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why is this not a thing here? I don't know. Yeah. Because you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because capitalism. That's fucking why. Yeah, because, because Trump hasn't made movies great again yet. That's why. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. Like that would be something we would totally use like all the time. Yeah, literally. That would just be, be like, hey, mm-hmm. well, we do. We can get like a subscription. Can we get like a thing for? The drive-in around here. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah. 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 The drive-in does have like a, I think it's like a hundred bucks or something, and like you can go like once, or you can go as much time as many times as you want. But you get like free snacks like once a week. And Whoa, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's really. Wait, so cool. how long? Encouraged me to be at the drive-in all summer, which is not really <laughs> yeah. such a bad idea. Wait, so how many? How long is it good for? The hundred bucks. Um, well, they're only open during the summer, so... Yeah. Oh, right, 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 because you're in a cold place, yeah. Yeah, they're open till like, I think, maybe September or, like, October at the latest. So mm-hmm. you get a couple months out of it, and, like, usually it's not a bad deal to begin with. Like, it's eight bucks for... Or it's eight or nine bucks for two movies, so, like, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And you can drink in your car, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That sounds like a great idea. Let's all go drink in our cars right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy a car first. We don't recommend that the driver drinks, but yeah. everyone yeah. else can drink. It is fine. So what if the driver sits like in the back and then drinks? Right. And then nobody drives home. Yeah. And you sleep there and you just go there the next day. Yeah, you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. 
This is my home now. That's it. I was gonna say we just live there. Technically like one minute. <laughs> That'd be good. Pay eight dollars, stay forever, live in your car. Great times. Yeah. Do you do you pay per visit or do you pay per movie? No, you pay per visit. It's like uh, like I said, it's like I think it's nine bucks. They it's like they just raised it, and it's a double feature like every week. So it's nine bucks per no, car, though, right? Or per person? Per person. Per yeah. Person. Yeah, our play, our, out here they do it. Like, it's the same price and it's per person. But back in the day, remember when it used to be per car? I used to like that. Sneak people in the, uh, in the trunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just get, like, the biggest car ever. Like, clown car, that shit. <laughs> Guys, can I, can I say something? You can say a lot of things. I, um, I lied to you before. And I just want to come clean. I want to apologize. Oh, my God. Get out. I, uh, I, and I want to say that Daniel doesn't have a movie theater subscription. Psych! No, I lied to you about the plot of Cougar and Cove. <laughs> okay. You know, I may have suspected that at the time. I, uh, you know, I kept that one under my hat, though. Yeah. Daniel, how would you describe our comic book? Well, it's like if Batman wouldn't suck. Oh, well, if... Done! Sell me! Robin... <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. Was, it's inspired by Batman and Robin. Originally, we were working with two male characters. And our first pitch that we sent out to everybody and their brother was a much closer to Batman style setup. But we've retooled it with the help of Aloysius O'Toole at Daddy Dingle's comics. Um, his input was valuable. Daddy, I love you. And we, uh, we ended up... He gives us what? Feedback on everything. He's like a magic eight ball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of feedback. Yeah, I think something else he gives us. Yes, but feedback is what he gives us. And we uh, we retooled it. Daniel did some crazy character designs. And we were like, you know, we could put a good pun in this title. And that became irresistible. So now we have Minerva Manx, the courageous cougar, and Billy Bobtail, the cunning cub. And the two of them are Megaville's premier superheroes, but after a, let's say, uh, moments of indiscretion. Yes, thank you. After a moment of indiscretion, things go a little too far, and our horny heroes copulate, and then they realize that that probably wasn't the best thing for their working relationship, and they spend the rest of the series trying to be friends again, I guess you could say, while dealing with the fact that their rogues gallery found out, and they want to use this information to uh let's say take advantage of them and get the upper hand oh my gosh that's like <laughs> so it's a, I don't it's know. essentially like a workplace comedy like what if you would sleep with your boss yeah i, I like it <laughs> so it's like the i do too movie, uh where she sleeps with michael or where she harasses michael douglas or whatever or it's like the oh, killing ghost. joke when i love ghosts. batman yeah. sleep with batgirl for no reason and then everything was Went to shit from there, so, yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that is we... This book was done by the time that that animated film got announced. And we were announcing it at San Diego the same weekend that they were announcing that Killing Joke movie where Batman sleeps with Batgirl. That's crazy. <laughs> so everybody wanted to bang the weekend, I guess, was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Comic-Con, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shit happens. Sex party. The smell of old and then, uh, whoop, whoop. Body odor really does it for you know, some people. Oh, always, always. And in our backup stories, Daniel gets to flex his stylistic muscles and jump from tone to tone and era to era. As, like I mentioned before, Incredible Wife, Rosie Knight, shows Cougar and different cubs throughout eras of comic book history sort of dealing with different obstacles. It doesn't necessarily tie in plot-wise to our lead story, but it does give you more information about who Minerva Manx is and what kind of stuff she's dealing with. And it, I think it's pretty fun. It fills in the universe a little more. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it also makes you feel like you're reading a character who's been running mm -hmm. for 70-plus years. Yeah, that's, like, the one of the, like, great things or worst things you decide for yourself about superheroes is that they have such a rich history. In a way, that's what both makes them, like, the worst thing ever, but also makes them the most very interesting. Yeah, and we wanted to feel, we wanted to give that feel a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, kind of like the like yeah, like you're saying the, the uh, I don't know how I'm trying to say. It. I'm trying to work in the word like the the dogmatic like aspects of it. Like you know, oh you, yeah, yeah. This you, no, no, this this, uh, this happened in issue you know twelve fifty three years ago. Like 
No, more uh, or less. They're, they're cat themed heroes, not dog themed heroes. <laughs> cat <laughs> <Cat-matic>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, now, did you guys start working on this before you had finished up Holy Fucked, or was this something that kind of like just happened afterwards? Like, you know, hey, what are we doing next? Or was this uh, you know, kind of at the same time? I don't know. Good question. Like, it. It's kind of the like the first version kind of came together. Um, there, I was working on some gags with uh, characters that were similar to the first version, and Nick had some uh, ideas for stories laying around that fitted into those characters. So we kind of came around around that time with different ideas we had just bumped into each other. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Daniel had been working with his original pair of characters that we decided to change for the eventual book. And I had this idea that was the simple, like, what if a superhero slept with their sidekick? What would happen? Mm-hmm. And so those two of those things, they really lined up well because he had the great pair of characters for it. I had this concept I was really excited to explore. We thought it'd be fun. We thought it'd be an interesting scenario. And I think that was probably while... It's hard to say. I think we started working on that. I remember we originally sent out our pitches for it in... What, like... February of 2015 or something like that? Doesn't that sound right, Daniel? Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't we started know. working on it in the fall at some point. It's, and it's I think been that about, was actually... It's been about two years since we started sent, sent out the pitches. Yeah, what that's year not is it? What year is it? 2017. Okay, then it's probably 2015. Yeah. yeah. And so, we... Definitely, I think we were working on this, the concept of it before Holy Fucked. But Holy Fucked was unique because that was, the publisher asked us to do that one. We weren't necessarily planning that. So, the way everything kind of, I think we had started working on this slightly before Holy Fucked, put it on the back burner when they requested Holy Fucked, and then picked it up again around the time we were winding down with Holy Fucked. At least on the creative side, not the series itself necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all, it's kind of messy. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, you, you kind of say this kind of came together organically. It's like, when you guys come up with an idea for a comic, it's just like a wheel of tropes. Like, who can we offend, like, today? Like, God of the Devil, check, got that done. Like, superhero fans, check, next like year. Bingo. Like, I yeah. imagine, like, a big bingo board. Like, we got, we got a blasphemy over here, blasphemy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. We're not looking i can't say that we shy away from wanting to let's say challenge people with some of the ideas or maybe like see how we can inject our own senses of humor and and ideas about life into stories that are maybe a little bit um i don't know how you would say it like not traditionally I, th- I think that's actually word is we don't shy away from it, but that's not what motivates us necessarily. Yeah, you know, it's, you know specifically sitting out to upend like not stereotypes, but uh, you know, I guess typical roles basically. I think sometimes we do think about like when we we kind of when we feel like we need to start doing something else, we kind of have these like brainstorm session type things yeah, yeah. where we just bring up ideas that we've had, but we also try to think about like genres and story tropes and like like think about what our voice our spin would be on it mm-hmm. and generally yeah, that involves people fucking for some reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a big superhero guy and i like exploring how you can subvert a lot of the expectations that people bring to superhero stories and daniel was down to try that out he was down to explore where that could go and I think that was sort of one of the main reasons why we started down the path that led us to the story. Although there are lots of other factors, you know. Yeah, yeah I think. That... First of all, you're a short superhero guy. Second no, of all, right, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Petite all, yeah. superhero fan. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. It's uh, sexy. Um, Compact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me it's also. Sorry, go ahead. For me, it's also like I have this weird love-hate relationship with the superheroes, because on one hand I think they're like the dumbest thing I've, that exists, and on the other hand I cannot 
stop looking at it and reading it and putting emotional shit on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why for me it was very interesting to explore as well. Um, My question for you guys is: Is there ever a time where you're like? All right, we've gone too far. I was just gonna ask. Yeah, like literally, is has there ever been like a moment where you guys were like, "All right, let's maybe we should rework that into something less," you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't know. Yeah. That, no, there's yeah. there's some things we've changed about stories or covers or other things like that that we decided maybe we wanted to go in a slightly different direction. Yeah, but is it because we've gone too far, or just because we don't think it totally? It's fits. There's a difference. What's the difference? That. I don't know. I'm not There's sure. There's a difference. I think one too is far, like... Whose who's standard are we using for too far? Because hmm. I don't have many. No, I mean, I do. But, <laughs> but I think it's like, um, you know, we know what we like. We know where we think we want to see this stuff. And we believe that there's this sweet spot in between um, kind of towing the taboo and telling a story that's inclusive of lots of different kinds of readers. We, we care. We enjoy both of those things, you know. And I can only speak for myself when I say that there's occasions where I've been, like, exploring an angle on something we could do. Where I've been like, mm, no, that might not be the way I want to go. But I don't think of it in terms of too far. I think of it in terms of, is that something I would enjoy doing as a storyteller? I don't really have a... Yeah, I, I don't yeah, have it ethically, in, I guess. In my own experiences with, like, writing, uh, writing uh, like, humor and comedy... It's not too far if it's still funny. Like if it's if it's you know, if it's if it's mean and like doesn't make anybody laugh, then I can see. All right, that's too far. Yes. But if if there's a punchline, there's something that you know connects with people, and makes them laugh. Then no, it's not too far. Yeah. If it makes like one person laugh, it's like okay. Like then it's not really too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we also have like this idealistic barometer or something that sounds very very pretentious. I know. <laughs> But I think we have that, like, we're, we're down with the feminism and equality and all that shit. So that helped a lot already. We like you know? shit. <laughs> no, but no, that, that, matters, that matters to us a lot, having different kinds of yeah. people in our stories. Anybody can pick up our stories. Well, unless maybe somebody's, like, super pious or something like that. But even I've even shared Holy Fuck with some people who are very pious, and they do see the humor in it, and they recognize that it's less about... Offending them and yeah, more about it, I mean, it's subverting clear, expectations. It's, it's not. It, it's not. Hey, let me see how far I can push you guys. It's just. Hey, here's this thing, and you know, it's obviously meant as a joke. You know. Yeah. And that's really, I think, the same spirit with Cougar and Cub. I think, in my opinion. Have people like yeah, come to you? Like, have you ever like had like people like coming to you like that were like, I'm so offended. Like, you know, like how people on the internet like to be offended over shit. Yeah. Uh. I don't think enough people come to us in general for that to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, I feel like... Yeah, no. No. Yeah, I think we're in this weird zone of the creative industry in general, I think, that people who would be offended don't really look in our corner in the first place. Yeah, it's not some place that uh, regularly checking so, things out. Uh, I think more often happens to me that I'm offended by what other like people that like our stuff also like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that sometimes. Shout out I, to our fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fan, no. you offend me. No, we're, uh, we're in a weird situation where we're with a publisher that maybe does some things a little bit uh, that push boundaries that our stuff does not push or goes in directions that our stuff does not go and I think so there's that starting gate where some people maybe even come into our book with expectations of it being more extreme in some ways than it would be so for example Cougar and Cub is not really about the sex or it's certainly not about the titillation aspect of the sex it's more about the practical social fallout of two co-workers yeah Two workers getting maybe a little bit more intimate than it makes sense for coworkers to get, you know, and um, not in all cases, but in this case, and and so that's one aspect you have. Then a second aspect of it, comics in general, uh, we're not operating on a level that's so high profile that we're getting Entertainment Weekly write ups or anything like that. You know, just the occasional bleeding cool piece or something like that. So. <laughs> So there's another aspect, you know, just in terms of visibility. And then on top of it, too, I would like to think that we actually do approach things with a certain balance, even if it's balancing in a place most people would choose not to balance. You know, 
there there are lots of sides to what we're doing and I think when you put those three things together, no, we don't really end up with people coming to us infuriated because it's just not, uh, the combination doesn't necessarily create that. Makes sense. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Okay, thanks for listening. And uh... Well, this has been the podcast, so... Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I, I, what was I going to say? I don't know. Well, where are you going? Right? <laughs> That's a very good question. He's old. Um, what did you guys have for lunch? We was actually literally just rolled in like 20 minutes before the podcast started. We, uh, there's a diner like about 20 minutes, a half hour away from us. And like, we got up this morning and like, we're like, uh, I don't feel like doing anything uh, except going to stuff our face at this you know awesome diner. Mm-hmm. So nice. That's what we did. Had some French toast, uh, some eggs. What did you guys have for lunch? <laughs> Uh, egg and spinach. <laughs> egg and spinach. Exciting. Uh, spinach egg and teen is my favorite dish. <laughs> Yums. I, uh, I was I was eating at the beginning of the episode. I had a couple tacos. Really? Yeah. It's revenge. No, you can't even do it. Taco to Sunday. Though. Yeah. Taco to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with the like, you know, kind of before you, know, you were approaching religion, this one you're like I said, you're approaching another kind of sacred ground, another kind of religion. Yeah, yeah, but basically, yeah. I mean, uh, I forget who had said this. I, some comic writer, you know, I saw at a panel, but you know, comic books are like our, our modern mythology. You know, like there are you know Zeus and you know Apollo and like all those guys. Yeah, they fucked a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of they, fucking going yeah. on in those Greek, uh, you know, Greek gods. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> they like to get down. The sexy god stories. And if you think about it, too, you go to a comic shop most of the time, and you're meant to go there on a certain holy day of the week where things are delivered unto you, and <laughs> they expect you to give money to the institution, and um, some of them, unfortunately, are still set very much in a backwards mentality, not all of them. Shout out to great comic shops everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and everything you know, based in literature. <laughs> wow. Right? And so there are, there are actually a lot of connections, I think, between the rituals of religion and the rituals of being a comic book uh, fan, especially if you're a Wednesday regular. And, and also the way that people often hold these things up and who holds them up. <laughs> Fanatics. <laughs> and so what you end up having is, uh, yeah. So we got a little, uh, we got tackling some taboos. It's good stuff. If you if you draw that parallel, you know, I, I'm very much the same type of comic reader as I am church attendee. Well, I mean, yeah. like I go like you never I, read comics. No, I do read comics. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I feel like you know, even like when I was younger and like my parents used to make me go to church and I went to Catholic school and all that. You know, I was very like you know casual, laid back, like with all that stuff. And I'm pretty casual and laid back when it comes to comics too. Like you know, I only read what I like. I take I take what I like from it. And, sure, you pick here yeah. and there. Yeah, I really do. It's a true story. Good. <laughs> you all know that I'm good. good. Great. Great. No, good. I I only read what I like, so I don't read that much. But hey. <laughs> I'm a fan of the medium, not necessarily of every fucking story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yes. prefer to read, like, older stories than, you know, a lot of the newer stuff. Although I've heard Rebirth is really good and that I need to, like, get on that train, but... Yeah. <laughs> I like, you know, like I said, I, yeah, I'm the type of person that will either watch a show or read something. Like, once the whole series is over, yeah. I'll go back and, like, do it. And then, yeah, so... That's just me. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's that's a good way of consuming. It's a good approach, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've found at this point, really, comics more than anything else culturally are my life, as opposed to, like, mm, let's say, something I participate in, in a, in a way to, like, take in something recreationally, or take in something, like, how do I say it? Even intellectually, in a way, is less about reading work and more about um, just kind of participating in the discussion and creating them and stuff. So as I make more and more comics and I spend more and more time doing that, I find myself reading a lot less. So I guess I'm like a yeah, no, I can, re- uh, really like hypocritical yeah. deacon or something like that. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand what you're 
you're saying. I mean, like with this podcast, you know, we we talk about comics a lot, you know, a lot. So I have to be kind of up on what's going on. But I'm not necessarily reading everything that's going on. What I'm where I'm getting my stuff is from like, the community, from talking to people, from talking to yeah. artists and writers. Like that's where I'm getting like you know my my news basically on this type of stuff. So yeah, the, the deeper I get into it, the less I, I I do have contact with like the actual source material. It's weird. Yeah, for me, it's actually almost it becomes like a time management issue as well. Like I'm so busy working on comics that I'm like, where am I ever gonna find the time? to read a comic and then sometimes it feels like work to read a comic yes yeah it does yeah. that's a that's like a that's a huge thing i one of the that's one of the reasons why i stopped doing like reviews and stuff for the website because i don't want comics to be work i want them to be something i really like yeah like i don't want to sit down in front of a bunch of comics and be like oh i gotta read this and then like talk or write about it like i mean that's really what we do now is like if we read a comic and we're so like you know so inspired to write a review of it then you know that's one thing but you know to read this comic like being like oh now i have to read this quick and get a review up on the website then that's when it feels like work yeah mm-hmm. that's not fun work is cool do you guys find yourself getting to that point from time to time where like it's like i need to take a break from comics for a bit I try to just, yeah, <laughs> I just try to balance, like, every, like, I read books without pictures, I watch a shitload of movies and TV shows, so I just try to balance it out so I don't get burned out on comics in general, because I just try to consume it the way I consume any other media, yeah. it just ha- so happens that I love creating this media over other medium media. So I dig your, uh, your, your little mini-comics about going to the movies. Those are, uh, I always enjoy seeing those. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't really read comics anymore. I mean, I, I appreciate them, and I and I follow some of my friends' work and pick up a couple issues now and then, but it's not really... It's not for me in the way it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, things like constant events, you know, constant major events, you know, every five minutes, like, don't help out. <laughs> you know, I missed this one event. Now I don't know what's happening in the next three major events. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to go read old stories that I like. Never underestimate yeah. the power of Wikipedia, though. Because, I mean, <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not that interested in, like, Big Two. Is that still a thing? I'm just not that in. I'm just not that interested in that kind of stuff. It's just yeah, it's cool. I like if people love like it. Like good on you. Keep on trucking, but it's not for me. And that's cool as well. Yeah, I, you know what I like? I like art. That's what I'm really into. I'm into art. So if I read a story that I find very artistic, very interesting, I gravitate towards that. But you know what? I have to say. Most of the time, to me, comics, that's business now, and I enjoy the business. I like being involved in it, but, you know, I didn't have yeah, the end it. to that. There was no end. Yeah. <laughs> like separation of business and pleasure or something? I don't know. Something kind like of that, the conclusion to it, I don't know. Yeah. Like you don't want to sleep with your boss and comics is your boss. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of take it back around. <laughs> I don't want to fuck comics. <laughs> I like comics casually, but I don't want to fuck comics. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, now having trashed uh, major comic events, when can we expect a major comic event from me? No, I'm just joking. The, the world of, you know, is there going to be a holy fucked, you know, Cougar and Cub crossover major event crisis style? Oh my gosh, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. No, that won't be, I'm sorry. <laughs> crisis of infinite midwives. <laughs> Did you guys ever consider, like, doing, like, some sort of animated version of your, of your yep. stuff, or? Yes. <laughs> it, it exists, even. Ooh. Oh, hey. Yeah. Look at that, uncovering all the secrets. Yeah, Coming Daniel. Over, yeah. Daniel's done some some really cool animation. We haven't decided exactly when we're gonna unfurl it 
if we even will unfurl it, but it does exist. And Daniel's really been building his animation shops recently. Like he's been getting some cool freelance gigs and like he's got an internship now, which I think that lets you do a little bit of that stuff at the, at yeah, the yeah. Job, right? It's like a, it's a video production company. So I get to do some music videos, like direct some stuff, do a lot of uh, DP work. So that's cool. Oh yeah. Lots of DP. Oh, DP and everything. <laughs> He's been DPing like crazy. I've seen the pictures too. You wouldn't. <laughs> wow. But uh, it's he's really his animation's getting really really good and uh, and yeah. So that that is something that we've explored and it's something we've began to develop on both fronts. But it's nothing that um, we can share much about at the moment, other than to say yes. Ooh. Yeah, and our current situation, our current situation with the publisher also makes that a little bit like iffy. Mm-hmm. How we want to pursue? Whoa, words. How we want to move on with that, explore those options are is a little bit difficult at the moment. Okay. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like that would be something that I think Daniel and I would be more interested in exploring on our own, as opposed to doing it um, affiliated with somebody else that has a say so over that stuff. Kind of like the way we make our comics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be beholden to you know, basically getting notes from you know the higher ups. Like, oh, could you change this? Change this? Like. You'd like to do your own thing. Yeah. And and uh, I think until we've made those solid connections in that area, in the animation area of the industry, which will take as much time as I'm sure it's taken us to make our tenuous at best connections in the comics industry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably be exploring that stuff on the side until then. Yeah, it's also way harder and way different industry because it's it way is. harder to even understand where to fucking start. Yeah, it's true. With comics, it's quite easy to understand where to start because there's every publisher has a submission page. Okay, not every publisher, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and you can just put shit on Tumblr, but with animation, it's a little, little bit difficult, a little bit different. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but yeah, we love animation. If anything, animation is something we probably participate in recreationally more now than comics i'd say at least for me yeah i feel like it's easier to kind of like start watching something like animated than it is for you to kind of jump into a comic because there's just like you said so much going on yeah and it's great too because we're in an awesome place now having access to stuff both old and new where you can really start to meld those influences and go back and watch that old stuff and consume it and figure out new ways to look at it. You know, not not that that isn't that way for almost any kind of media nowadays, but I feel like for a lot of animation, especially old television animation, which seemed to be lost to time in a way, now all of a sudden, you know, there are a lot of old shows where the entire series is streaming mm-hmm. on different services, and, and you can really access it and dig into it. And that's that's been very influential for me for some of the stuff that I've got coming up next. Yo, most definitely. But it's also like, um, like just... If you only read comics when you make when you make comics, it's just gonna be the same old shit that everybody's made before. But like, definitely, like in Cougar and Cub, you can tell that that I re- like my love with animation has been rekindled in a way. Yeah. Why do I say weird shit like that? Um, <laughs> no, that's not weird. So yeah, but so it merges into the style and it makes my comics better to to love animation again. You know. And probably when if I get more dragged into animation, I'm gonna read more comics, and then I'm gonna love yeah. comics more, and then probably. that's gonna make, and so on and so forth. Well, maybe if you get deep in animation, it'll rekindle your love for magic and illusions. Oh, I used to do that as a kid. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh well. Such a dork. Daniel Blaine. <laughs> that's what his show is at the Bellagio. It's a magic residency. <laughs> <laughs> Striptopia, the illusion of stripping. Yeah, who locked himself in the the water tank in the middle of Times Square and like almost died? Probably. I don't know how that David Blaine qualifies as magic anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he wants to kill himself, and like we're all watching it, and like then he like succeeds, and everyone's like, "You did it!" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, magic, magic, yeah. Oh. Uh. So, <laughs> I'm gonna go link some rings together later and uh, 
cut call, a rope and make some doves or something. Call Daniel and make sure we're doing it properly, executing. Yeah. <laughs> it's top hat time! <laughs> well, you can see there's kind of a common ground between magic and comics. They both involve capes at some point, like in the equation, you know? And yeah. they're both for children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hurt feelings. So, uh, where where can folks get a uh, get a copy of uh, Cougar and Cover? Can they check this stuff out? That's a good question. No, they can. <laughs> right now, the series <laughs> <No> is digital. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if if you're a comic shop regular and you're interested in our book, I'm sorry, our first issue was the only one that hit shops, but. Our collection is in the new previews catalog right now. And you can say to your retailer, hey, maybe you could do me a solid Daddy Dingle and you could order this comic book I want real bad called Cougar and Cub. And if you're not a comic shop regular, you can pop on to the internet. You can Google Cougar and Cub. Well, you might get some weird results for that. Okay, you can pop on to the internet <laughs> and you could Google or just put in mickmarina.net. Go to my website. I got links to where you can get it on Amazon. I got links to where you can find out about the code you need if you want to order it with the comic shop. And the full series will also be up on Comixology slash available for the Kindle. Awesome. Make sure you get the correct Nick Marino. You're sending emails to the correct Nick Marino. Okay. Yeah, not nickmarino.com. Not nickmarino.com. Otherwise, Nick Marino. Yeah, Nick Marino. We'll get a hold of them. <laughs> Again, that is still my favorite thing uh, on Facebook is the adventures of other Nick Marinos who have inadvertently used your email address. Well, you uh, the sons gotten, of bitches. Have you gotten anything good recently? Because I don't think I've seen anything in a while. It's been a little slow lately. I uh, I, I have a lot that I don't even scale? talk about. <laughs> the <laughs> drug what? scale was the most recent. Yeah. I didn't hear that one. <laughs> yes, somebody ordered like a, like a triple beam balance or something. <laughs> some, some guy, I think in New York or Jersey or something, Used my email as the receipt when he bought his drug scale at like a like a hardware store or something like that. Like you knew it was a drug scale because it was like you know, like it was the only thing he bought and it was like a hundred gram scale. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, so somewhere like in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey is like a a Nick Marino is buried because he delivered a bag that was like you know ten grams underweight or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get a lot of stuff that comes across my email every week I don't really talk about because a lot of it's like you can't do anything with it. It's not that exciting. Yeah, but like yeah. today, for example, I got some random email that was like, you know, exciting new deals at your favorite hard rock casino in Oklahoma. And I was like, definitely haven't been to Oklahoma. Definitely haven't been to a hard rock casino. Definitely some asshole just used my email when he went there. But like, my question is, why do they use Is it just because your name is so common? Or is it just because yeah, they it's very common that name out there? No, no, it's a common name. I'm just like Hard Rock Casino. That that does not seem convenient. Like you're trying to focus on your poker, and there's like loud, like "Welcome to the Congo." Yeah. Like, no, it's not gonna work. Oh my god! Yeah, and the no. food in any Hard Rock is like not great. I was gonna say I've never had no. a meal at a Hard Rock cafe. Yeah. No. I've only been, but... only been to one, I think. To so like look at this guitar that. Steve, whatever his name is from Journey, one time spit on yeah. at like a local battle of the bands, yeah, and it's like hanging. Like, no, no way that any of those things are real anyway. Yeah, the but... guy from Yes used this in a sound check once, and now he's yeah. immortalized above this plate of chicken wings. Here's Edgar Winter's feather boa he used in an unreleased music video. Like, it's not even, is, is it's not even exciting. With, uh, what's it called? Planet Hollywood. Where, like, I remember five-year-old me, like, thought it was so cool to go to Planet Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And, like, made my family take me to the one in Times Square because I was reading, like, J-14 or Pop Star or some shit. Uh, and Britney no Spears idea. was there. Like, they, like, had a launch party for her there. And I was like, I want to go where Britney Spears went. And, like, yeah. Do you remember the really exciting moment when they announced that they were going to add Roseanne's famous chicken tenders to the appetizers, and the reason they were famous is because she breaded her chicken tenders with Captain Crunch. I was just gonna say, I was just gonna bring up the Captain Crunch chicken tenders. Easily the best <laughs> thing about Planet Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the only good thing there because I remember like getting the food and being like, "Bobby, this is gross," and she's like, "Just eat it. You made us come here." And I'm like, "Ah, yeah." I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> there, there was a time in this country where you could get a, a plate of chicken fingers uh, deep fried in, and covered in mashed up Captain Crunch cereal 
while dining next to a life-size like model of the Crypt Keeper or Wayne Manor from like one of the you know Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering now if I could literally make those make chicken with Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Breading. Definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, just throw it in deep fryer. See what happens. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be the most America thing I've ever done. <laughs> Wow. Well, it, it would be super America if you got crunch berries, right? And you separate the red and blue ones, and then and then like regular Captain Crunch, and then, and then you bread it like red, white, and will be red, tan, and blue. But you know what I mean? And then shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to kill the chicken yourself. Yeah. Blow it up with an automatic shoot rifle. It. That's that's pretty America right there. That's yeah. if if you drive like maybe thirty minutes like north of us. That, that's that's what you get there. Yeah. Like, ain't that America? Yeah. You're free. Ain't that America? I'm driving in a pickup truck. Rowan Camp America. Yeah, literally. That's what it is. The, like, Averill Park area, like, where uh, I was in a web series, and we filmed up there. And, like, my friend lives in the middle of nowhere, which I can understand. It's, like, awesome. But then it's, like, you go, like, a couple of, you know, feet in one direction and there's like all of a sudden all you hear is gunshots yeah ATVs jumping over bald eagles and literally <laughs> like that's what it is and it's so scary and I'm just like my friend is nothing like that so I'm like I, you're like a lone wolf in this area man <laughs> Daniel if you were like if you went into like a classic uh, Dutch pub and they got on a song it's like ain't that the Netherlands home of the cheese ain't that the Netherlands <laughs> what would be they offended? be serving would it be like, would it be, like would it be like chopped up cauliflower and some gouda like what would it be like some mashed potatoes like very dry very uh, <laughs> cauliflower served in a wooden Maybe. shoe <laughs> some, uh, a pointy wooden shoe some uh, mashed apples like they make sauce out of apples like applesauce. Yeah, maybe I don't know. The big unsalted over there. They like salted Sorry. We don't like. Yeah. <laughs> like very boring food, very bland. Maybe some Ain't salt. Ain't a windmill? Aren't windmills big? Yeah, windmills are like a thing, right? Some some wind, wind some windmills are big. Some are small. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We're drinking an ale under a windmill. Hey, look What's at the other American that sparrow. God bless the USA one. Uh, the what was the, the one that's the proud NRA. To be an American? Yeah, the one that's like the gun song secretly. Oh, uh, proud to shoot an American. Like something like that. It was like God bless the NRA. No, he doesn't like look like me. God bless the USA. <laughs> and somehow it was like our anthem after like 9-11 and I'm like this is not appropriate this is like very wrong uh, I used to live on a parade route and there were many mornings I would be woken awoken by that song at like 7.30 in the morning proud yeah. to be an American like being blared off the back of a float or something oh god <laughs> I'm glad I did not live there for that and Louie 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 American <laughs> staples Right there. <laughs> Daniel's uh, like, wow, I'm so glad I'm not American right now. Uh, there's nice stuff there. <laughs> Sometimes. You get you get to make movies that cost more than like three million dollars. It's like pretty impressive. Yeah, but you guys have the best film director of all time. Paul Hoover? Yep. Oh but okay. he went <laughs> Yeah, but here he doesn't get to make movies. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> the best, no. the best director somehow fascinated with co-ed locker rooms. Like in every Paul Verhoeven movie, there's at least one co-ed locker room scene. He also he also wrote a book about Jesus. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. I think you mean RoboCop. <laughs> no, he looks at RoboCop as a Jesus character. I was just watching the behind the scenes of it the other day. Really. That's Think about it. That just that blew my mind. The same way that I found out when I found out the Chronicles of Narnia was like a Jesus thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Verhoeven wasn't like coding it. Like he wasn't like like C.S. Lewis was actually like a very, if I'm not mistaken, like very yeah, like, proud Christian. Verhoeven, I don't think, is necessarily a pious individual, but rather fascinated with like Jesus iconography and like the symbolism. Yeah, he's more like 
like with the idea of the character, he of the character, and not necessarily with the religious aspect of it. Yeah, it still just blew my mind because I had no idea. I'm just like robots, awesome. <laughs> robots <laughs> like <and> cops. Because <laughs> he's like <laughs> resurrected, and he's like a savior, but he's like he's yeah. He was he called it American Jesus in the making of. <laughs> oh, I like that. Jesus with a gun. Robot. Oh, Ain't that a very... So, don't you guys have uh, Yui Boll also? Isn't that another uh, Dutch film director? He's German. Uh, oh, I, I apologize. It's all the same shit, different name. It's yeah. essentially the same. Ain't that the Deutschland? Home of the... Oh, oh, Sausage! <laughs> Volkswagen! Whew. Is this kind of mind-blowing? I've never been outside of America before. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Never. We all uh, think less of you now. Right? Yep. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm saying, I'm seeing a little road trip in our future. Let's drive to uh, Holland. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Get one of those aqua cars, you know? <laughs> yeah, they did it in James Bond. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I was going to make a reference, but I'm younger than all of you, so I, I don't know if you'll get it. Oh, no, you're not younger than me. Yeah. What? <laughs> you're not younger than me. Yeah, Wait. Daniel might be actually be younger. How old are you? How old am I? Uh, 24? Oh, we're like yeah, we're around the same age. So Daniel might get this if he had this show in his land. But um, <laughs> do you remember the Wild Thornberries? Did you ever watch that show? Yes. Did Nick say yes? Did I said what? Oh, yeah. Okay, what literally. Do you remember they used to have that car and it would like go on the water? That shit was lit. Like, I want... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that was my reference, guys. It was really big build-up for absolutely no reason. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Thornberries was alright The Wild Thornberries cool. was awesome because Tim Curry Played the dad and he's like a giant Internet meme now, it's a great time He's the, the guy with the, with the big mustache He's like smashing Nigel <laughs> Thornberry Tim Curry's an internet meme Yeah well he is in many different ways <laughs> Ain't that Tim Curry He's a weird vampire dressed in drag Ain't that Tim Curry <laughs> He is a He's the Wild Thornberry's dad. Ain't that Tim Curry? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, you know, like a, a like a burgeoning career as like a John Cougar Mellencamp cover band, like just right around the corner. I can feel it. That should be the theme song because it has his name has the word Cougar in it. So you should have. Yeah. <gasps> yes. John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, <laughs> we can do this. Can we just can we just lie and say that he likes it? Yeah. Well, I just want to put it out there. I have no idea who the fuck that is. John Cougar Mellencamp is, uh, how do I describe him? He's like a knockoff, like Bruce Springsteen, who was like yeah. popular like in the 80s and like early 90s. That's good. But That's a good description. America, like this like generic like middle America, like Springsteen sang about Jersey. But he's ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's alright. He was married no, to a couple no, of models, I think. No, he's, he's not pretty sexy. Yeah. He's he can, no, he's he can not rock a leather jacket. He, he's not Bruce, but he's alright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you might know this song. Let me tell you a little story about Jack and Diane. You know that one? <laughs> I have no idea if I know it, but I like the way you sing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he sings, though. Sucking on chili dog outside the test of freeze. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, no. <laughs> that, Actual line that's very innuendo tastic. Yeah. That phrase. It <laughs> is word for word from that song. Just what's what's another generic famous Mellon Camp song? Uh, we did that one. The one in the nineties that was popular, uh, Wild Night. Yeah. Melons. Yeah. I think it was like a Van Morrison cover. Melons, melons. Ain't that a brown-eyed girl? Every song is exactly the same. Yeah, it literally is exactly the <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, no joke. It's, it's all it just about. describes another woman. <laughs> I'm Sucking to... on a hot dog outside the tasty. I swear that is... You can look at that as from the goddamn song. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> just, just, I'll wear it to every family event. Everyone will love it. So good. I, uh, I think John Cougar Mellencamp is also infamous for his terrible blending of uh, 
uh, uh, regular instruments and digital instruments. Like he would always have digital drums in his songs, and they sounded really weird backing up the guitar and the bass on it. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the jacket, that one, the. Like reverse rock and roll. <laughs> it is. It seriously is. It sounds so bad sometimes. The the production of his songs. He's also like he's also had like fifty heart attacks, but like won't give up smoking. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Ain't that America? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he sings like that because he smokes a lot apparently. So. That's our cougar. Yeah. Our boy. Maybe that's just how he wakes up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't set his alarm, he just sets his heart attack. <laughs> I'll just get up after my 8 a.m. heart attack, so be ready to go for the 10 a.m. heart attack. <sighs> now I can make a SpongeBob joke too, where he's <laughs> the guy that's like. A <laughs> wow, it's gonna be a joke that only you are going to laugh. At. <laughs> it probably is, but there's like this one episode where they're trying to sell chocolate, and this one guy is. Yeah, it's a great episode. He's like, I lie in bed until my heart attacks put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's a great joke. It's good. It's good stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> John Cavella camp story. I lie in bed until my heart attacks put me to sleep. I was born with glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> Can you imagine that in the 90s, there was the John Cougar Mellencamp story, like, VH1 went and profiled every boring white artist that ever existed, and they yeah. made a documentary out of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like, John Cougar Mellencamp, Bon Jovi, uh, <laughs> like, Loverboy. They, they like, all <laughs> sang the same. Yeah. They, all their voices are the same. <laughs> Bruce Secretly, Jovi the Mellencamp. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Depeche Mode thinks you never knew about Depeche Mode. They had five keyboards, not four. <laughs> wow. Things really, you did know about Depeche really Mode. Really make you think. <laughs> the skinny puppy story. Yeah. <laughs> that pu they weren't actually that skinny. <laughs> oh, these podcasts are always my favorite because I have no idea where we're going to end up. <laughs> yeah, we just ended up on a... On a <laughs> On a, on, a, on, a, yeah, on a Mellencamp riff. John Cougar Mellencamp pop-up video. Little fact <laughs> pop up. Did you know John Cougar Mellencamp doesn't actually like cougars? Is <laughs> not actually a cougar. <laughs> there, are, there are like memes on Facebook that like have the like it's like fake facts basically. It's like, did you know Barty the dinosaur is not really a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, fake that. news. Hashtag fake news all yeah. the time. Hashtag fake life. So, I am. I'm actually gonna go buy some Cougar albums. I'm gonna go to the uh, hit up the 99 cent cassette shop. Store. I'm gonna go pick up some some Cougar Mellencamp. You know, it wouldn't uh, surprise me if he was still producing cassettes. Like, there's probably <laughs> a new John Cougar Mellencamp album. Like, only on cassette, you know. Wait a minute, this cassette case is just filled with cigarettes. This isn't even, a, this isn't even an album. <laughs> just ash. Just ash. These cigarettes, they, everyone says, this is America on the cigarette. What's happening here? <laughs> uh, smoke them if you got them. Statements, actually. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I don't want to keep you guys all day. It's been an hour already, so I don't... I don't want to uh, tire anybody out. You know what? I don't want to keep you all day. So, wow. Here. Basically saying I'm due for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go take a nap and listen to some John Cougar yeah. Mellicamp. See ya. Lull ourselves. Take in a nap. <laughs> in America. Do you think that I can like, email John Cougar Mellicamp and ask him to write a song about how I don't think he has email. Yeah, yeah, yeah no email. Like, you can fax him. Like yeah, you have I might have to, Our letter. to ask him if yeah. to write a song for Harabe called Dicks Out. You could probably record a laser disc and send it to him, because I bet that was at the height of his lucrative <laughs> potential. He purchased the laser disc player. Like if you were to go to his house, he has like a laser disc theater. Like you can watch like, you know <laughs> oh my God, that Tango was so and Cash good. on the big screen or Yeah, yeah, that's his favorite movie and he likes Top Gun, of course. Yeah. And uh <laughs> And like he saw like he he tried to go see American Beauty in the theater, and he was like, my day's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch Conan. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Um, go out there. Remember, talk, talk to uh, talk to us, Daddy Pringle. Tell him to order a copy of Cougar. Daddy no. Dingle. Daddy Dingle. Daddy Pringle. Daddy, Daddy Pringle. Delicious Grandma Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna picture the Pringles guy as Daddy Pringle every time. Daddy. I'm gonna be like Daddy. Yeah. Why well, do I want you, you to call up hand. Grandma Winkle at Aloysius McDonald's? Happy Hut of Comics, and I want you to tell her that Daniel and Dick sent you to get some Cougar and Cup. <laughs> Good shit. Excellent. Well, thank you again, guys. This has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I'm Seymour. I'm Undies of Wendy. And one last thank you to Nick Marino and Daniel Arudamasa. Woo! And John Cougar Mellencamp. And John yeah. Cougar Mellencamp. And of course, the immortal John Cougar Mellencamp. Ain't that a America? <laughs> In America! <laughs>